Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Saturday, November 25th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. A lot of great listening over there, over 60 well-curated podcasts, wide, wide variety of topic areas, all approached from a biblical worldview. A lot of great work from my brothers and sisters in Christ putting out wonderful, wonderful content over there. I would encourage you to go on over there. I will guarantee you, you're going to find something over there you want to listen to. And there's a very good chance you're going to find more over there to listen to than you actually have time to listen to, to, to listen to. And I say that from actual occurrence because that's what's happened to me. That was my experience as I found so much, I found so much over there that I just can't fit it all in listening wise. Um, I want to continue to point you at the final link in our show notes, our next to last link in our show notes. It is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Give, Sin, Go campaign. We are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can commence establishment of a Christian classic education based school to provide a trustworthy alternative here within our community. So go ahead and click on the link. Pastor Jay has provided a very thorough description of what we're trying to do. And then after you've read it, we would ask you to do three things for us. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And we'd ask you to pass the link along so others can do the same. All right. Well, with it being a Saturday, we're just doing our Bible reading for the day. So let's go ahead and open up in prayer. We're open up, opening up with the seventh day morning prayer. It's called God's good pleasure. Let's pray. Sovereign Lord, thy will is supreme in heaven and earth, and all beings are creatures of thy power. Thou art the father of our spirits. Thy inspiration gives us understanding. Thy providence governs our lives. But, O God, we are sinners in thy sight. Thou hast judged us so, and if we deny it, we make thee a liar. Yet in Christ thou art reconciled to thy rebellious subjects. Give us the ear of faith to hear him, the eye of faith to see him, the hand of faith to receive him, the appetite of faith to feed upon him, that we might find in him light, riches, honor, eternal life. Thou art the inviting one, may we hearken to thee. The almighty instructor, teach us to live to thee. The light dweller, inaccessible to man and angels, hiding thyself behind the elements of creation, but known to us in Jesus. Possess our minds with the grandeur of thy perfections. Thy love to us in Jesus is firm and changeless. Nothing can separate us from it, and in the enjoyment of it, nothing can make us miserable. Preserve us from hypocrisy and formality in religion. Enable us to remember what thou art and what we are, to recall thy holiness and our unworthiness. Help us to approach thee clothed with humility. For vanity, forwardness, insensibility, disorderly affection, backwardness to duty, proneness to evil are in our hearts. Let us never forget thy patience, wisdom, power, faithfulness, care, and never cease to respond to thy invitations. Amen. All right, our morning devotion for November 25th from Swordsman's Morning and Evening. The text is from Luke 4.18, to preach deliverance to the captives. None but Jesus can give deliverance to captives. Real liberty cometh from him only. 
It is a liberty righteously bestowed, for the Son, who is heir of all things, has a right to make men free. The saints honor the justice of God, which now secures their salvation. It is a liberty which has been dearly purchased. Christ speaks it by his power, but he bought it by his blood. He makes thee free, but it is by his own bonds. Thou goest clear, because he bare thy burden for thee. Thou art set at liberty, because he has suffered in thy stead. But though dearly purchased, he freely gives it. Jesus asks nothing of us as a preparation for his liberty. He finds us sitting in sackcloth and ashes, and bids us put on the beautiful array of freedom. He saves us just as we are, and all without our help or merit. When Jesus sets free, the liberty is perpetually entailed. No chains can bind again. Let the Master say to me, Captive, I have delivered thee, and it is done forever. Satan may plot to enslave us, but if the Lord be on our side, whom shall, whom shall we fear? The world with its temptations may seek to ensnare us, but mightier, mightier is he who is for us than all they who be against us. The machinations of our own deceitful hearts may harass and annoy us, but he who hath begun the good work in us will carry it on and perfect it to the end. The foes of God and the enemies of man may gather their hosts together and come with concentrated fury against us. But if God acquitteth, who is he that condemneth? Not more free is the eagle which mounts to his rocky eyrie and afterward soars the cl and afterward outsoars the clouds than the soul which Christ, Christ hath delivered. If we are no more under the law but free from its curse, let our liberty be practically exhibited in our serving God with gratitude and delight. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosened my bonds. Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? All right. So our reading for today. Sorry, need a little more drink there. So our reading for the day, we've moved. We finished Ezekiel. Ezekiel, excuse me, having trouble talking there. We've moved into Daniel. So we're in Daniel 1 through Daniel 2, verse 23. Uh, we're reading from 1 Peter 3, verse 8 to 1 Peter 4, 4, verse 6. We're reading Psalm 119, verses 65 through 80, and Proverbs 28, verse 14. So Daniel 1. And again, if you didn't know, the book of Daniel is written during the Babylonian captivity. After those that had been left in Judah and whatever, all of those, Judah had been, or Jerusalem had been sacked, um, and hostages and, and had been enslaved and carted off to Babylon. So Daniel one, verse one, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah into his hand, along with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasury of his God. Then the king said for Ashpenaz, the city, I'm sorry, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal seed and of the nobles, youths in whom was no defect, who were good in appearance, showing insight in every branch of wisdom, being thoroughly knowledgeable and discerning, no, sorry, and discerning knowledge, and who had ability to stand in the king's palace. And he said for him to teach them the literature and tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank, and appointed that they should be educated three years, at the end of which they were to stand before the king. 
Now among them from the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Then the commander of the officials set names for them, and for Daniel he set the name Belteshazzar, for Hananiah, Shadrach, for Mishael, Meshach, and for Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel said in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food, or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials, that he might not defile himself. Now God granted Daniel loving kindness and compassion before the commander of the officials. And the commander of the officials said to Daniel, I am afraid of my lord the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your face looking more haggard than the youths who are your own age? Then you would make me forfeit my head to the king. But Daniel said to the overseer whom the commander of the officials had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days, and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be observed before you, and the appearance of the youths who are eating the king's choice food, and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter, and tested them for ten days. At the end of ten days it was seen that their appearance was better, and that they were fatter than all the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. So the overseer continued to withhold their choice food, and the wine they were to drink, and kept giving them vegetables. And as for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and insight in every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kinds of visions and dreams. Then at the end of the days which the king had spoken of for bringing them in, the commander of the officials brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king talked with them, and out of them all, not one was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they stood in service before the king. And as for every matter matter of wisdom and understanding which the king sought from them, he he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers who were in all his kingdom. And Daniel continued until the first year of Cyrus the king. Now in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, this Daniel too, sorry. Now in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams and his spirit was troubled and his sleep left him. Then the king said to call in the magicians, the conjurers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king. Then the king said to them, I had a dream and my spirit is troubled to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Say the dream to your servants, and we will declare the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The word from me is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb, and your houses will be made a rubbish heap. But if you declare the dream and its interpretation, you will receive from me gifts and a reward, and great glory. Therefore declare to me the dream and its interpretation." They answered a second time and said, Let the king say the dream to his servants, and we will declare the interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you are buying time, inasmuch as you have seen that the word from me is firm, that if you do not make the dream known to me, there is only one law for you. Indeed, you have agreed together to speak lying and corrupt words before me until the time is changed. Therefore say the dream to me that I may know that you can declare to me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who is able to declare the matter for the king, inasmuch as no great king or powerful ruler has ever asked about a matter like this of any magician, conjurer, or Chaldean. 
Moreover, the matter which the king asks is difficult, and there is no one else who could declare it to the king except gods, whose dwelling place is not with flesh. Because of this, the king became indignant and very furious, and said, uh, sorry, and said for them to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the law went forth that the wise men were to be killed, and they sought out Daniel and his friends to kill them. Then Daniel replied with discretion and discernment to Arioch, the captain of the king's bodyguard, who had gone forth to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, a powerful official for the king, For what reason is the law from the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the matter known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and sought from the king that he would give him time in order that he might declare the interpretation to the king. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to his friends, to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, so that they might seek compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever, for wisdom and might belong to him, and he changes the time and the seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. He reveals the deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might. Even now you have made known to me what we sought from you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. 1 Peter 3, verse 8. Now to sum up, all of you be like-minded, sympathetic, brotherly, tender-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil, or reviling for reviling, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. For the one who desires life to love and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears attending to their attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their fear, and do not be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and fear, having a good conscience, conscience so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better if God should will it so, that you suffer for doing good rather than for doing wrong. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, so that he might bring you to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which also he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison, who once were disobedient, when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah, during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were, bought, were brought safely through the water. Corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal of a good conscience to God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at the right hand of God, having gone into heaven after angels and authorities and powers had been subjected to him. 1 Peter 4, reading through to verse 6. 
Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to no longer live the rest of the time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For the time already past <clears throat> is sufficient for you to have worked out the desire of the Gentiles. Sorry. Having pursued a course of sensuality, lusts, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries, and all this, they are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excesses of dissipation, maligning you, but they will give accounting. I'm sorry, but they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For to this the gospel has been proclaimed, even to those who are now dead, so that though they were judged in the flesh as men, they live in the Spirit according to the will of God. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be... I'm sorry. I moved into verse 7. All right. Psalms 119, verse 65 through 80. You have dealt well with your slave, O Yahweh, according to your word. <clears throat> Teach me good discernment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have smeared me with lying. With all my heart, I will observe your precepts. Their heart is covered with fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands made me and established me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. May those who fear you see me and be glad, because I wait for your words. I know, O Yahweh, that your judgments are righteous, and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. O may your loving kindness comfort me, according to your word to your slave. May your compassion come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. May the arrogant be ashamed, for they wrong me with lying. But I shall muse on your precepts. May those who fear you turn to me, and those who know your testimonies. May my heart be blameless in your statutes, so that I will not be ashamed. Finally, Proverbs 28, verse 14. How blessed is the man who is always in dread, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. All right, the evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. The text is from Psalm 93, 2. Thou art from everlasting. Christ is everlasting. Of him we may sing with David. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Rejoice, believer, in Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus always was. The babe born in Bethlehem was united to the word which was in the beginning, by whom all things were made. The title by which Christ revealed himself to John in Patmos was Him which is, and which was, and which is to come. If he were not God from everlasting, we could not so devoutly love him. We could not feel that he had any share in the eternal love which is the fountain of all covenant blessings. Excuse me. But since he was from all eternity with the Father, we traced the stream of divine love to himself equally with his Father and the Blessed Spirit. As our Lord always was, so also he is forevermore. Jesus is not dead. He ever liveth to make intercession for us. Resort to him in all your times of need, for he is waiting to bless you still. Moreover, Jesus our Lord ever shall be. 
If God should spare your life to fulfill your full day of threescore years and ten, you will find that his cleansing fountain is still opened, and his precious blood has not lost its power. You shall find that the priest who filled the healing fount with his own blood lives to purge you from all iniquity. When only your last battle remains to be fought, you shall find that the hand of your conquering captain has not grown feeble. The living Savior shall cheer the dying saint. When you enter heaven, you shall find him there, bearing the dew of his youth, and through eternity the Lord Jesus shall still remain the perennial spring of joy and life and glory to his people. Living waters may you draw from this sacred well. Jesus always was, he always is, he always shall be. He is eternal in all his attributes, in all his offices, in all his might, and willingness to bless, comfort, to bless, comfort, guard, and crown his chosen people. All right, well, that is our episode for today. I thank you for spending this time with me. You know, I continue to pray that this Bible reading helps to keep you saturated in the Word of God, helps to keep us saturated in the Word of God. I hope you have yourself a wonderful weekend, a wonderful day. I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. Um, please, 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 if you are physically able, able, worship with the saints. If you are unable to, please join us on our live, sp live stream. We would love to have you. We are going to be streaming at 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. Um, please join us. We are at Vale Valley Baptist Church on Facebook and at VVB Church on Twitter, Twixter, X, whatever it is. Um, so please, please join us if you're unable to physically worship with the saints, though we would encourage you to do so. Um, and, and if you're in, in the area, we would encourage you. We would love you. You, If you came and worshiped with us physically, that would be an answer to our prayers. All right. Well, again, I hope you have yourself a great day, and I hope to see you tomorrow morning. Um, let's go ahead and close out with the Lord's Day Eve prayer. Let's pray. God of the passing hour, another week has gone, and I have been preserved, and my going out and my coming in. Thine has been the vigilance that has turned threatened evils aside. Thine the supplies that have nourished me. Thine the comforts that have indulged me. Thine the relations and friends that have delighted me. Thine the means of grace which have edified me. Thine the book which amidst all my enjoyments has told me that this is not my rest. That in all successes one thing alone is needful, to love my Savior. Nothing can equal the number of thy mercies but my imperfections and sins. These, O God, I will neither conceal nor palliate, but confess with a broken heart. And what condition would secret reviews of my life leave me, were it not for the assurance that with thee there is plenteous redemption, that thou art a forgiving God, that thou mayest be feared? While I hope for pardon through the blood of the cross, I pray to be clothed with humility, to be quickened in thy way, to be more devoted to thee, to keep the end of my life in view, to be cured of the folly of delay and indecision, to know how frail I am, to number my days and apply my heart unto wisdom. Amen. All right, again, I hope you have a great day and a great rest of your weekend, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a good one. God bless. Thank you.